Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, of course. I'm here with you to introduce you to another great guy out there who is putting in the work. Uh, his name is Nick Corvino, and Nick uh, has an interesting story. He got up to around 400 pounds uh, throughout his life, and then a little over two and a half years ago, he, he made a big decision, and I don't want to spoil yet what, what Nick did, but we'll, we'll get into that. Nick, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Gormy. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're recording on a Monday, which is, I, I often record towards the end of the week, so I'm usually like, ah, oh, it's been a rough week. Uh, the week's just getting started, so uh, I'm excited to kick it off this way. I'm glad we're getting to talk, and I'm excited for people to get to hear your story. So why don't we just get right into it, and, and you oh. can start telling us uh, where you come from, man. So uh, I'm from Sarahville, New Jersey, my whole life. Currently live in a neighboring town. Right now I'm 28 years old. Uh, been dealing with the fat thing most of my life, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like most of your guests have and have talked about. Uh, growing up at a young age, my dad's big, but if you ever saw my mother, my mother's like 130 pounds at most. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm allowed to say that, mom, but, <laughs> but so it was always kind of like, well, my dad's big, you know, I'll probably be big. My grandfather was big. Food is you know, a big thing being in an Italian household, mm. just how it is. My last name's Corvino. It ends in a vowel. These, how, these are how thing, these things happen. Always pasta. Never not pasta, Mike. <laughs> so just always a food-centric household growing up. Love my parents, still do. Have a great relationship with them. Uh, they're a big inspiration to why I started to try to lose some weight. And... Growing up, growing up happy most of my life, I would say, other than sometimes that we'll talk about, but I enjoyed my childhood for sure. And, and were you always like the biggest kid? Like what, what, what was it like for you headed through school? <laughs> oh, for sure. So uh, in Little League, they didn't make, in Little League, they made jersey numbers up to 15 and 15 was always the biggest uniform on the team. Mm. number 15 didn't fit me so my dad had to get a uniform specially made for me and i had number 25 i was the only kid in the league with a number over 15 playing little oh, wow. league most of my life with that number which was always interesting and that kind of let you know that kind of rolled into high school a little bit too when i started doing track when i started what high school football same thing they didn't have a jersey big enough to fit me with shoulder pads on so we had to take two jerseys take them to a tailor and stitch them together. Granted, my freshman year of high school, I'm like 260. Mm -hmm. So pretty big for 14 year old, but not, not totally, you know, from the stories you see nowadays, some of these kids, some right. of these kids are that, that size, you know, 10, 11 years old. Mm. So, I mean, and still, I was always the biggest kid in my class for sure. At my, what am I now? I'm six foot. I was 5'11 in seventh grade. So I never really grew much. Everybody kind of grew around me. But uh, yeah, I played football for two years. Unfortunately, that stopped because never thought I would have a chance to kind of play. Mike, you're a football fan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of my best friends was the starting offensive guard my senior year. Now, in high school football, what weight would you expect an offensive guard to be? 
Mm. Not not huge. Like so I mean, big, but our not, offensive guard you know. was 165 pounds. Oh wow. <laughs> so you yeah, can imagine. Not... Mm. Ran a wing T offense where the guard had to pull a lot, so there needed to be a an athletic guy there, but still 165 pounds. Oh yeah. And he's still my friend today. I just went to his wedding last month. Oh, that's but, awesome. Uh, so playing football the first two years, I was able to kind of maintain a weight. I would say 15, 16. I was about 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, putting on weight in the off season of football. And the same thing with the, to get back to the uniform thing, the same thing with the uniform. Um, track, they didn't have a uniform to fit me. We had to get one special made. Luckily, we knew somebody who made jerseys because both my parents were coaches. I, had, I have an athletic background. Mm. So we knew someone who made and ordered, we can order jerseys from. Knew them my whole life. So, uh, from high school football, no, uh, from high school football, I stopped that track, got into that, um, did that my, all four years throwing shot put through disc. So I always had kind of like a, a weightlifting background, you know, being in the gym quite often in high school. Mm. So I was still, I would eat whatever the whole time. Relationship with food was bad. Anytime. My parents wanted me to lose weight for sure, but didn't quite know how to go about it. And that's to no fault of their own. But, uh, mm. excuse me. Uh, oh, no worries at all. Well, I, I think it. that makes sense. I think parents, a lot of times, like, it, 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 there's no parenting classes. So there's <clears> no, it's, it's not like they get to go through this. They don't, they don't get sat down for a week and told, so your kid's fat. This is what you do. Like, you know, your kid's right. putting on a, a, an out of control amount of weight. I think sometimes parents walk that line between not wanting to push their kids away, but also wanting to make changes and either go the direction of, you know, subtle support or, you know, rampant pushing of dieting on their kids. Like, you know, I don't think. Right. I, I, that I, was I don't always think most the parents kind of find that medium. Mm. Right. And that's the kind of pull and tug we always had. And, you know totally understandable and so track comes along i graduate probably like 320 pounds i would say when i graduated Mm. pretty heavy you know absolutely uh eating whatever i remember senior year kfc mash bowls and a medium soda five bucks Mm. every day oh yeah um but one thing i would say I wouldn't get the medium soda. I would get a medium water. Forgot to mention this. When I was 14, when I was trying to play football, doctor said I had high blood pressure and I had to get it down. So he put me mm. on high blood, pre- high blood pressure medication at 14 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so really early. And I've been on it ever since. But since the weight loss, I've kind of uh, lowered the dose and we'll get into that. But so all of high school, high blood pressure. Lab coat syndrome too. Like when I would see a doctor, blood pressure would go up. Oh yeah, and it would be like, oh, it's going to read high. So, one thing my doctor told me at the time, well, why don't you cut soda? All right. So luckily at fourteen, uh, I mostly cut soda out of my diet. I switched it over to, for I would say like two or three years, Minute Maid uh, Punch Light. Mm. 
which was, you know, full of fake sugar and all this stuff. But, you know, it was something. And then by the end of high school, I was mostly drinking water, eating whatever I wanted and engorging myself for sure. But the one thing that really saved me, I would say, in my life from being 600 pounds rather than 400 pounds was not picking up a soda really that often. Mm. For sure. Oh, that's definitely interesting. I, I, I think people, you know, because that's something I've talked about with other people, like they, we don't realize or we realize, you know, but we're, we're not really cognizant of how much we're, ch- how many calories we're chugging with, with those, with right. those drinks. So you're, you're heard- right. Like that, that, that is probably like a, one of the little, one of the little gatekeepers that helped you along the way in some ways. For sure. And I heard the obese to beast podcast that you did. And he was, he said two McChickens, two McDoubles and a large fry and a large soda from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to compare, Oh yeah, but three McDoubles, three McChickens, two large fries, and give me a large cup of water. So that was where, you know, I was still eating a, a shit ton, but right. still, I think keeping off the soda still helped me maintain not being, not getting to a certain level for sure. Well, it's, it's kind of funny you bring that, you bring that story up specifically because I actually got a lot of messages about that one moment in that podcast mm-hmm. where, where people were like, how did he get fat on that? I was eating, <laughs> you know, I was eating two times that or three times. Like, I'm like, we all, you know, our, our bodies all react differently. You know, look at what else he talked about. He was eating like, don't, don't, don't fall into that trap. I, it happened to me. I was listening to a, another, another dude's podcast and he had a guy on and the guy was like telling this really intense story about like how, you know, he used to eat so much and you know, his, his weight was getting out of control and he'd go to Taco Bell and spend $20. And immediately in my head, I was like, $20 at Taco Bell is like nothing. <laughs> and immediately, immediately the host goes, $20, that is nothing. And, and I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I always expected to spend 30 or 40 at Taco Bell, even if it was exactly. a light run. Like, like, so we, we have those things where we compare ourselves, but it, it is, you know, it's fascinating to me to know, like, you're, like you're saying, like it wasn't even like you were taking in a, th- a thousand calories of soda a day, like a lot of people have. You know, a lot of big guys did. Like you're, you, you were getting it all with food. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And that, you know, that's still. We'll get into it. It's still, it's still a struggle today. Like it is for mostly everybody you've had on here. It's mm-hmm. always going to be a battle, and that's not just the chemical nature of that. That is just even emotional sometimes. Like. Ah, uh, I feel I feel kind of I feel kind of crappy today, you know. Let me go grab something. To be, let me go grab something to eat. Oh yeah, it's just something. Oh, yeah. It's it's just, and you've talked about it, and you've talked about it with a lot of your guests. It's just it happens, man. It's crazy. It's mm. it's it's very drug like. For sure, for sure. So so what happened to your weight after high school? So I go into college my freshman year. I uh, I'm doing. Track. I'm throwing shot put on at Kane University, Division three, real small time, but still, I'm technically a college athlete. So six a.m. we're lifting and doing workouts, and then in the afternoon we're training for shot put. We're like, you know, doing technique work, all this stuff. Right. My coach Ryan Hebron, great guy, but I'm dying for some of these workouts, man. I'm. Uh, we used to do a thing where we would run the curve of the track, then run up and down the away staircase, each staircase up, down, over, up, down, over, up, down. 
then run the curve of the track, then up the home staircase, same way, run the curve of the track, and that was one rep. I don't oh, remember wow. what they were called, but that's something we did at like 7.30 in the morning. Mm. And so that helped me keep my weight what it was. And then I had friends on the team who were into nutrition. And they were of the belief, you know, six small meals a day, portion control, and I think it was 50% protein, 25% carb, 25% fat. You know, keep it balanced. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing at their guidance. And I was able to get under 300 pounds at 19 on my 19th birthday. Yes, I was under 300 pounds. So thanks to those people that, you know, I kind of had a, still had an athletic background, had a diet background. But at the end of the spring season, I'm in a summer class at the university. And there's a mass text that goes out that says, yo, they cut the track program. Oh, wow. So the university got rid of track entirely after my first year. And I chose not to transfer to go somewhere to, to do track. It was Division three. It wasn't that serious. I'm there to get my degree anyway. But no, that means no working out, no doing anything. I switched to a totally sedentary lifestyle. I'm just going to class and eating whatever I wanted at that time, especially since the light, I had a license. And I've heard other guests talk about that, too. Getting a license mm-hmm. changes everything. So at that time, let's say junior year of college, I'm probably like 350-ish. And then graduate, um, 390. Mm. And that's 2015. Okay. So fully fully whatever i wanted i had friends like concerned for me uh the one thing we always said one of the uh the sparks of me changing my life was i would lose my breath carrying my chinese food up my stairs to go into my room and hang out and eat chinese food oh wow so that was kind of one of the things that kind of woke me up a little bit and again, I don't want to talk about amounts of food on the podcast, but you can imagine if I'm losing my breath just carrying food up the stairs, how much it would be. Oh, and, and you don't you don't have to you're no one's going to get triggered. Don't worry, we're not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about that. If someone gets triggered listening to this podcast, that's a choice they're making. That's it. But True. it's it's fu- it's funny because like you probably had heard me talk about like I remember getting two. I, my my stamina and my weight was so out of control that I was getting too big to go to the grocery store. Like, you know, I I didn't I didn't listen to the, any of those warnings. But it's interesting. Like, it, it's kind of like interesting when you hear someone say that. Like, you know, you were it was it was the Chinese food was getting you to the point that you were getting too. You know, it was getting hard to get the Chinese food. Yeah. So, um, at this time, I'm teaching at a school up north in uh, North Jersey. And this is 2016 now. And uh, when the yearbook comes out, I see my picture in the yearbook and I'm like, whoa, mm. this is a problem. And I'll send that to you when we're done recording. Definitely, definitely. That'd be great. Uh, it was just kind of woke me up a little bit too. Just I had these little moments of like, whoa. And then I would go back to, well, it's not going to change. Let me just go get something to eat. 
you know, let me mm-hmm. just sit here and chill. Let me go to my friends and sit and hang out. You know, friends would go outside and do whatever, play. I don't know if you ever played Can Jam. Oh, yeah. Like, it's over 80 degrees out. I'm not going outside. Hmm. I'm not going outside. I used to walk around with a sweat towel. A towel oh, yeah. around my shoulder from when I would sweat too much just from hanging out, especially in the summertime. So, just a lot of little things that luckily have now stopped. And uh, we can start getting into that if you want, man. Sure. Well, I, I be, before we, we, we jump to, to that place, because I know that was the end of 2016 where that really changed for you. Like, mm-hmm. So, it's it sounds like overall, like, your weight wasn't really an impediment to you know your socialization growing up or anything along those lines. It was just something that was kind of omnipresent in there. Uh, definitely, but I was the bullying and the picking on and all that stuff was definitely there, and it definitely had an effect on me uh, at the time. Negative, but eventually turned that into like a positive thing. And like, uh, I just had my ten year high school reunion mm-hmm. about a month and a half ago. Oh, cool. And when I graduated, I'm probably 60, 70 pounds less than I am now. And, you know, I have some friends that are still in the high school, see it on Instagram, see it on Facebook or whatever. It was nice just to see people actually like complimenting me and like giving me a lot of props. A lot of people who gave me a lot of of flack over the years, you know what I mean? So nice. nice to see people grow up. Nice to see things change, especially, you know, with people from my hometown. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 2016, it was, I believe it was December of 2016. Um, It sounds like that was, you, you made some decisions to try some new things and and it's led to some change in your life. You let, take us into like, what led you to wanting to get more active and and start um, doing what you did? So um, I had a friend, my best friend, Jay Campbell, who did CrossFit in town. It was at a place called CrossFit Cerebral, run by one of the teachers from our high school, Ben Isabella. And for months, my friend Jake was hanging out with me in my house, picking at me like, yo, come hang out. Come to, come to the gym. Just try it out. Just try it out. Just try it out. And this was six months of this. Finally, at the end of November, uh, and the gym hasn't done this since, and I really, it's crazy how things work out. They had a Black mm. Friday sale for the gym. Oh, wow. And CrossFit's expensive. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Uh, 160 a month at the fir- when I first got there. But the Black Friday sale was your first, sixth, and twelfth month are free. So that kind of encouraged me to sign up for the gym. Plus, if I signed up, my friend would get 100 bucks. So in a way, it worked out for him, too. At the time, you know, even though it was months of pestering, Part of me going on the Black Friday sale was to get him a hundred bucks towards the account or a hundred bucks off for his month or whatever it may be. Oh wow, yeah. So I start CrossFit. I'm I didn't weigh myself the first day in. I really didn't weigh myself the first couple months. I was just too afraid to look. The last time I had weighed myself, I was in a hospital, not for me, just for a family member, and everything's okay. But there was a scale in the the like the lobby of the the center we were in or whatever. And I got on it and it said 395. And that mm. was in 2016 in like the in like spring. So, you know, 
when you eat like I did, there's no way I stayed 395 with being sent. Right, right. So, too afraid to weigh myself, and I'll show you the, the picture of me, too, first day of CrossFit. And uh, the community, I got to say, the, and I say the community, the members, couldn't have been any nicer. And, again, I heard obese, talk, obese to Beast talk about this. You need a community to help you out. So I had my parents. I had some other family members behind me. I had my friend Jake. And then I met this entire community of people who, like I said, couldn't have been any nicer, couldn't have, uh, you know, welcomed me more. And it was really a good feeling. And it was a, I just felt like I was in the right place when I got there. And it was, it was something special for sure. I connected with a lot of the coaches there. Uh, a guy named Kevin Varno, who is a good friend now. I'm going to his wedding next month. Uh, just a lot of these people helped me make this change and helped me lose this weight and, you know, made the workouts not as brutal because everybody else is doing them next to you anyway. And the price of CrossFit kind of kept me motivated. I'm not going to spend $160 a month to not go. Right. You, know, you can go to a retro fitness or whatever, a local gym, pay your twenty to forty dollars a month. And that may not keep you as motivated as if you're paying one sixty. That's just my mentality. Oh, I, I think that's that's totally there. Like I get I get asked a lot like does because I, I have a coach that I work with and mm -hmm. I, I get asked a lot like, how do you afford that or why do you pay that much? Like why do I said, you know, if I was paying a coach twenty five dollars a month, I could blow it off. I, I wouldn't exactly. feel beholden to it, you know, because realistically, we would drop that much money at a at a, at a drive through at a fast food restaurant. So right. if, if you don't you don't blink at buying doing that at, at McDonald's, why why worry about that ten dollars a month for Planet Fitness or twenty four hour fitness coming out of your bank account? Like exactly, you can, and I have, it's out of sight, out of mind. But one hundred and sixty dollars for a gym. That's a significant investment. Like that's an investment in yourself. And it's almost like, you know, it's silly as it is, like finding motivation in a in a financial investment, I think is a is an incredible tool for people that can't find it somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a, a lot of different things motivating me between the members and my friends and my family right. and all of this. And, you know, I I don't mean to I don't I didn't have the drive to go to a retro or a planet fitness myself. I mm -hmm. had retro memberships multiple times that I just wasted, wasted because 20 bucks, who cares? I don't have right. to go. I, I went to, I signed up for retro three separate times. Oh, wow. So it just never worked out for me because I never had the drive to go myself. I, you know, I applaud someone like you to walk in a plan of fitness solo and start on your own. Like that's something I definitely know myself. I definitely couldn't do. Well, I think it's great that we all find different tools and, if we can kind of pause on the journey part for a second, I'd really like to uh -huh. talk about what it was like to be that big and go into CrossFit for the first time. Because I I only have secondhand hand information about CrossFit. I know uh -huh. that activities give, I, I'm always I'm a, I have friends that go and are always like you need to come, and I'm like I'm terrified. Like okay, can you tell can you tell people what it was like to like your first time going in there doing the workouts like, and also like if, if you can. Dive into, because uh, I know there a lot of co CrossFit coaches are very much into having ways to adapt exercises to someone that just physically can't do it the way that someone else might be able to. Right. So, 
I'll tell a couple stories. The first month in the gym, I don't change my diet, and I neglected to mention this as well. This whole time of being this big, I'm smoking Newports. I'm smoking three quarters to uh, a pack a day of Newports. Mm. So I didn't stop that my first month of CrossFit either. Mm. So mostly, I just going in, I was beating myself up. But going in, I was never intimidated, and I never had that issue because I had always been around gyms. But right. from an outsider's perspective, I can understand that fear and that intimidation because all you see of CrossFit on television or on Instagram are of these really fit, good-looking people who are doing handstand push-ups and ring muscle-ups and upside down this and moving this barbell that way. Like, as an outsider, I can totally see the fear in that. But you brought up the adaptive workouts. So let's say in a workout there's bar muscle-ups. And for those who don't know what that is, that is a pull-up where essentially you pull yourself up and then get over the bar in such a way where you can do a tricep pushdown where your hip is equal to the bar and your hands are fully extended. I am not doing that. Three years mm. in the CrossFit, I'm still not doing that. That is not a goal of mine. But sure. I can do something to adapt to that. You know, I can do a ring row and then I can do a different tricep pushdown. To make it easier for myself and to make mm. it safe for myself. Because I think one of the problems and the stigmas of CrossFit is people get hurt. People get hurt because they get, there's either improperly coached, which I will be honest, does not happen at my gym because of the way they bring you in. I'll get back into that. You get a foundations class in every gym you go to. Um, you get six individual hours individual hours with a coach where you learn each movement in crossfit and it takes a little while to get the hang of the language and everything you know learning the movements and learning what each word means and everything and some oh, things yeah. are initialed like shoulder to overhead which would be a a barbell press overhead but we would put it s2o in our workouts so when you're seeing that on a whiteboard for the first time working out what is s2o it means shoulder to overhead. So some of that, that language, people get confused as well. Mm. It's part of the reason why, I, you know, I wasn't necessarily intimidated was because of the, like I said, the gym background, because of how nice everybody was. But I definitely had my moments where like, I don't want to do this. I'm done. Um, there was a Christmas Eve workout. So this is, I'm in the gym less than a month. Uh, December 24th, 2016. The workout is 12 different exercises, but it's like the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. So, one, two, two, one. One, two, three, three, two, one. Okay. So, you go all the way up to 12 and down. And it's box jumps, power cleans, uh, a movement called sumo deadlift high pulls, where you keep your legs super wide, your grips narrow, and you bring a barbell up to your chin. Uh, all of these movements combined, there's box jumps, dreaded box jumps. And I heard, again, I heard the uh, obese, the beast guy talk about box jumps in the gym. Terrifying, for sure. Mm. For me, for sure. So I have a 20 inch, bo a 20 inch uh, box, 20 inches off the ground. I'm still, you know, 390, 380, whatever it may be. And I jump and I just lost my focus, lost energy. 
and I fall in front of mm. everybody. And I almost hit my head on the, uh, a rowing machine. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm really, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But everybody being at the gym, super positive, super nice, super enthusiastic. You know, people came over to help me up. Some people at the time in my head, I said, please get off me. Not now. Let me just, let me just revel in my misery for a moment, please. But no, uh, I wasn't allowed to. And, you know, got back up, didn't do jumps. I just, so I adapted the workout. In that moment, I adapted the workout to, okay, I can't jump on the box right now, but I can step one foot at a time up on the box and go that way. So the adaptive parts to, for things people can't do really are insane. We call them uh, modif modifications for workouts. And it helps. Like, if you wanted to start today, like, let's say, you know, not that I'm going to inspire anyone, but let's say, hey, this guy did CrossFit, let me try it. You would get probably five to six individual coaching classes of learning how to do these barbell movements, uh, these Olympic lifting movements, learning how to do these gymnastic movements, and learning what your modification should be for these movements. So when you go into a class, the coach knows what your modifications are. And when you go into a class, you don't have to pick your barbell weight. The barbell weight's already chosen for you by the coach based on what you did in foundations and how your performance was and what you need to work on. Mm. So you're not going in totally blind. Um, and those are called, we call it now at our gym blueprint. And it's the first three months are totally programmed for you. You don't pick a weight. You don't. Every coach knows what your modifications are to help you learn everything. So if you can't do a pull-up, they can tie elastic bands around a bar, and you can put your foot in them, and it'll help you propel up to do a pull-up. And they'll know how many bands you need to do that to successfully do the workout for however many reps it is. Mm. At least that's at my gym. I'm sure. not sure how other gyms work. But I know there's such kind of standards with CrossFit. I'm, I'm sure there's something similar, you know, that people can. And, and another great thing is, like, I know I also don't want to sidetrack too much into this. But, like, mm -hmm. if someone's hearing you describe these things and they're interested in knowing if their CrossFit gym does it, ask the questions. Absolutely. You know, for sure. Don't don't sign up. Don't sign a contract for one hundred and sixty dollars, two hundred dollars a month until you feel like your, your questions have been answered. So exactly, you know, and, and whether it, there's definitely whether it happens dangerous gyms out there and I'm oh, sorry to shut you I, off, but there's definitely, I don't mean to oh, say no, it like no, that, but there, there's definitely uninformed gyms out there or just gyms who are just open for try and make a quick buck. So if you are interested in trying something like this, make sure you're doing it safely. I mm. have in the three years, knock on wood that I've been doing CrossFit. I've never suffered a major injury. And I know people that have, and I know, and most of the people I know that haven't at my gym, but I know people that have at other gyms. Mm. So just make sure that you feel comfortable in every movement that you do and that you're not in pain when you're doing those movements and don't do them at a pace that is beyond your capabilities for sure. So part of it is too, and I had this problem coming into the gym. Uh, when we first, when I first got there, they would have the weights that everybody did 
for the day from the gym on the board. So mm. let's say, you know, my friend Jake, oh, he power cleaned 185 for this strength exercise today. All right, well, my ego says, oh, let me go after Jake. You know, I'm feeling good. Mm. Try to go after Jake. In the end, that's not the way to go. But when I started, that's the way I went. Like, oh, let me try to go at, oh, who lifted the heaviest today? Oh, I'm going to try that. I got to try it. And that's definitely not the way to go. Luckily, I didn't get hurt. But my, I had coaches that said no. But my own ego got in the way. So definitely don't let your ego get in the way either for those of you who are experienced in, in lifting. Mm. Um, so you, so you, so that you found this community, mm-hmm. you, you, like you said, you had that, you had the first month where you didn't really make a lot of changes outside right. of the gym. Uh, what, what happened yeah. after that? New year's resolutions come, right? The, uh, so luckily yep. I was able to stick to mine and I went, um, mostly I would say paleo for six months while doing CrossFit. Mm. A lot of potatoes though. Lots of white potatoes uh, in that. I would just, that was my comfort food. You know, if you ask me what my favorite food ever is, it's potatoes in any form. So. Mm. I I know that well. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to have a potato with breakfast and dinner. And that's what I would eat. I would wake up, have some eggs and a potato, have dinner, have something, meat, some vegetables and a potato. And I lost 50 pounds in doing that and doing CrossFit in six months. So I went Mm. from 390 to about 340. This whole time I'm getting better at CrossFit. I'm learning how to do things properly. At that weight and my kind of semi-athletic background, uh, I'm weight moves weight, and I'm moving a lot of weight in the gym. And I like it. I feel good. Right. But uh, there's this team challenge that comes up in our gym. Our guy, uh, the guy who runs the gym, Ben Isabella, comes up with a team challenge where either you can have a team of five or he will put you into a team of five at the gym where you try to lose as much, you know, you try to lose pounds. You try to take as many uh, classes as possible. You do extra workouts with your team. You do extra individual workouts all for like points. So rather than it just being like a regular weight loss mm. challenge, it's around the gym. With this, he provides a 12-page diet plan uh, with this team challenge, Just part of the reason why I signed up. Not to mention, though, I was the last person to sign up. I didn't want to do it. I was totally against it. And uh, right. the owner and my friend Kevin were like, just do it. Just try it. You're already here anyway. Like, I was, I was still going five, uh, four to six days a week at this time. So, all right, I'll do it. And it wasn't, again, it was worth what it was. It was another 75 bucks. And everybody puts up that. But... There was an incentive. The winning team wins money, which is cool. Again, a financial, financial motivation. Oh, yeah. So the 12-page diet plan is mostly keto. Um, he says to fill up on mostly green vegetables, spinach, bok choy, 
uh, collard greens, things of this nature, leafy greens. Fill up, fill up on those. Mm. Eat a lot of eat protein, eat fat, but no starchy vegetables. Obviously, no fried foods, no potatoes. Um, not even sweet potatoes to start with, at least. So, mm. I changed my diet again. Now, just to make, I'll make this a short story, but during this team challenge, I go very, I follow this list to a T. It becomes my Bible. You know, I learned how to grocery shop off this mm. list, off this 12 page thing. He, he talks about how to grocery shop, how to, how to purge your refrigerator on, you know, things that have nasty oils, vegetable oils and things like this and how to read labels properly and looking at ingredients. So, you know, in my food Bible, I'm learning about all of these things that I really wasn't super educated on. I thought I knew dieting like, oh, six small meals a day. Oh, now it's paleo. But I was totally wrong. And I hate to say dieting, but, mm. you know, lifestyle almost. Because this essentially what the, right. the owner of the gym put down was how he eats and, you know, what to avoid. And I stuck to it for, I think the challenge was five weeks. And in that five weeks, I lost 50 pounds, which is what I lost in the six months before. Oh, that. wow. So real quick, things changed for me. And, uh. You know, I really, you could see the change, you know, people started talking, you know, noticing a lot more because you would know, you would understand this, especially you being a big guy. When you were 570, which is something that, you know, I, I can empathize with, you would lose 20, 30 pounds and you would feel great, right? But not a oh, lot yeah. of people would notice and that would, that sucks. And that's kind of what happened with my first six oh, months yeah. of CrossFit. I lost 50 pounds and not mm. a lot of people noticed. But losing the next 50 and it becoming like a whole 100 pound thing, you know, people noticed and mm. it, that becomes another whole motivation to kind of keep going and everything. Well, yeah, that's a... That's when you, you, especially like that 50 pounds took you under 300, um, right? No, it took me from 390 to 340. And then the next or, 50 pounds took me under 300, right? Right. So. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. So during that, that five-week challenge, you, you dropped and under And that is a magical pounds. number. I'm glad you bring that up because my dad would always tell me, and he still does, just be under 300 pounds. You'll be fine. You know, if you live your life under 300 pounds, mm. you're naturally a big guy. It's okay to live your life under 300 pounds and be active. Don't be sedentary. Be active. But, you know, just be under 300. And I know that's, you know, not necessarily the most healthy way to look at it. But, you know, that's just something that's been ingrained in me. That 300's always been a magical number. Oh, and I think, I think that's something that a lot of us as, as big guys go through. Like, being over three, it's almost like once you're over 300. If you're over four or five, like it's still you're over three hundred, like you're you're out of that, like you're in that that other world. Whereas, so we start to get it in our heads, like it, even when you're when you're even when you're like laser focused on weight loss, like if I can just get under three hundred pounds, like I know I have a ton of guys on Instagram that I talk to now that 
when I, I put up recently, you know, what are your what are your goals? You know, they in responses and DMs, people are like, I want to see 299. Even women, <laughs> you know, that are over 300 pounds, like I want to I want to see 200, you know, the 200s again. I want to see the 200s again. Like that can be something that you hold on to, like in a lot of ways. Like it, there's there's power in that number, like because it's when like for some reason, like pe- that's the number that makes people's mm, eyes wide. I agree. When they're like. You know, even when you're telling people, you know, like I'm a, I'm under 300 pounds. You were over 300 yeah. pounds. Like for some reason, there's there's mythology around 300 pounds. So I, that that had to have been like a really that had to feel Absolutely. like an accomplishment to you, especially doing that in five weeks. Doing mm-hmm. that in five weeks, yeah, that's it was wild. It was fun too. Like it wasn't like I didn't feel sick doing it. Like I wasn't killing myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, it, obviously the adjustment in the diet was rough, and it always will be. Anytime you do something like that, but I was already doing the fitness thing. So changing the diet was what really changed everything for me. But, you know, that's things it's, it's still, it's always a battle though. So, you know, that's, Mm. that's my first year in the gym. I kind of maintain it and I will get into it, but you know, there's a mentality of once you hit a goal and like once you accomplish something, there's always that food mentality of like, oh, I accomplished this. Hey, let's have something to eat. And I, when I say something to eat, I mean like let's go out somewhere. Let's go to Taco Rea in New Brunswick. Let's go to uh, Mogo's in Asbury Park, you know, and order three burritos and a water always. <laughs> Well, that that's that wild that's that wild thing about we celebrate weight loss and fitness milestones mm-hmm. with food. Absolutely, you know I, I think that that's a I, I, so I love that. There's a meme that I'm sure you've probably seen where it says, you know, you're not a dog. Don't reward yourself with food. And and I've posted it before, and some people get a little <laughs> butt hurt at it. Uh, but I'm I'm like, think about it. You know, you're celebrating. You know, because I I have a lot of friends that are like, when you hit your goal weight, what uh, are you going to exactly? Eat? And I'm like, I, I am not going to eat the way I used to eat to celebrate because I'll jump and, right back up. And I, like, you mm-hmm. think about that. Like, and think about it. I know it. you went through that. Like, I, I, you know, I'm familiar with your story, man. Oh, like, yeah. You going through that had to have been rough and then coming out of it again. You know, you're double Andy Dufresne. You crawled oh, through yeah. shit and came out on the other side twice. Mm. I got to. Well, I. That's definitely, it's, you know, and I, I don't ever think that's something that people should, you know, want to ever go through no, themselves. No, I totally get like, that, but let, it's let's something, be honest, listen, man, like, uh, the, your and, drive and passion and will is something to be admired for sure, because I say that now because well, it's always a struggle, but what you're doing right now, these last couple months, mm-hmm. especially, I saw the post that you had today about your year transformation. It's insane, dude. I'm, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're definitely an inspiration to many. And it's, you know, how does that feel for you? Well, well, it's, it's wild. Like it, it's, it's something I don't think about a lot, like, but it's coming up. Like it, I, I've realized now that like, since I started working with my, cause I, I obviously I, I've had a long storied weight loss journey and I appreciate you, you kind of talking about this, but I, since I, when I, the day I, I weighed in, when I started working with my coach, it was the second week of October mm-hmm. of last year. So we're coming up on a year, like we're, we're 11 months in almost exactly to the mm-hmm. 11 months. 
and I was 293 pounds. And um, as of today, I'm I'm hitting and holding. I saw that, and that's insane. So, so it's 80 pounds in a year, which to some people you look at like probably the first year, or like you look at like that first year for you, you know, like it can be more mm-hmm. when you're heavier. Like, but for me to to be under 300 and keep going for this past year is is something that's new and you know, and to feel like I'm doing it differently this time because. I'm cognizant of all of these these triggers. It's not about racing to another number. It's about making sure that I'm building a, a sustainable, livable life. And and like you like I like what you were talking about. Like you, you got the you got your workouts in line and then you worked on getting your food in line. And I think sometimes people think they have to be a hundred percent out of the gate on right. the first day. And and you know, I always say, like, no, like you're gonna burn yourself out if you are like, okay. Tomorrow, you know, today I ate at McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Wendy's. Tomorrow, I'm going to eat 100% clean, and I'm going to go to the gym for two hours. And it's like, okay, that's great. You're going to do that tomorrow. But then you're going to have to get up the next day and try to move. And what's that going to feel like? So don't, don't, it's it's okay to have to compartmentalize and not feel like you're 100, you're, you're going from zero to 60 you know, the first five minutes of your journey, like it's okay to get things in line because like you're saying you want to build, like, I love that. Like in CrossFit, people find a, a community of support. Right. Absolutely. And as much as, as much as from the outside, sometimes people are like, what the heck are they doing? Like you talked about the lingo and the language. Like I know, like for me, sometimes like I have friends talk about it and I'm like, I, I need you to stop and explain to me what yes. what the heck that was. Like and, even wad, yeah. <laughs> I was an idiot, and I'm like, I don't even know what a wad. Like there's a there's a wad today. I'm you like, just think Matthew Modine and Vision like, Quest. I, I have no idea wad. That's all I think about. Right, like like what what's going on? Like where, where is this coming from? Like, but I I think no matter where we come from in our journeys and what we're what we focus on. For me, I needed to focus. Like for me, food was the biggest hmm. problem. But now for me. The, the gym and the physical side of things is my biggest okay. problem because I can, I'm, I'm laser focused. Yeah. And food. I wish I could be that. Like I'm the exact can, opposite right now. And, and, <laughs> right. So it, it's, it's just, so I, I think that's, what's great about this podcast is getting to talk to guys that come from different perspectives because I, I'm honestly sitting, listening to you talk about CrossFit and I honestly, and I, I'm not going to say the word honestly a <laughs> hundred times, I promise, but I honestly <laughs> promise. Um, but I've always been like, no, because I have friends that do there. I have some really good friends that are in a, a gym. It's not a CrossFit gym. It's a Spartan gym. I, you okay. know, whatever. Everyone's yeah. got different language, but it's, it's a, it's a group, a group workout and a lot of the similar movements, a lot of the Olympic movements and group mm-hmm. classes. And they always want me to be a part of it. And I'm always like, oh, because there's still that part of me. That's like when I work out in the mm-hmm. gym alone. At least if I'm alone, I'm not embarrassed in front of anyone else, you know. So that's that place because for me, the gym has always been somewhere that I didn't feel welcomed, and I, like, I it's it's funny too talking to you. Like, um, I I also I I was a thrower in high oh, school. Oh, really? I didn't know years. that. That's awesome. And I've told, I yeah yeah I've told I've told the story before. I got recruited because we had a new coach, track and field coach, come to our high school, and he had a ton of runners. And he had no one throwing. Like literally, he had one kid throwing, J- Jason Peanut, who is was amazing. Like this kid was great. This kid was like gotcha. all state kind of thing. And then he had no one else. So he literally went to the guys on the on the on the running side of things and said, 
you all have to have big friends. I need all your big friends in the in the in the the weight room tomorrow afternoon. So I literally had my two of my best friends come to me and they're like, "Yeah, we really we're not going to have a team if we don't have throwers and the coach really needs some people. Can you just come <laughs> once? Can you just come and do this?" And I was like, "Okay." And like so literally walking into the weight room was and it was like, I mean, I'm old. I I won't lie. Like this was we're talking like uh mid 80s, late 80s, mm-hmm. like late 80s, late 80s. I graduated high school in 91. I see so I was late born. 80s. I'm sorry it was to say like that, 89, but I 90. I was born. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. There we go, man. No worries. You're at the all. same age as my um, uncle. My uncle graduated Eddie. in uh 91. Again, see? another big guy who struggles see? with weight, became a vegan, lost weight, but l- relied see? on the vegan stuff a little too much. Wow, that's wild. And pasta ballooned back mm. up. Saw oh, me yeah. and my weight Ooh. loss and what I was doing diet wise and was like, well, I'm just going to do that. And started eating meat again after being a vegan for like oh, seven that's years. Wild. Oh, and how's he doing man. now? He um he's sticking to it. I, I'm pretty sure. I uh, you know last time I checked in with him, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's sticking to it. You know, at least he tries to. I think nice. They live. Uh, we lived together for a year. Uh, me, my aunt, and him. And I think living with me and mm-hmm. being together was helpful. But I think once we both kind of moved, once we both got away from it. And moved away from each other, it's kind of gotten the best of us a little bit. So, and I oh, when well. I say it, I mean food. So, oh yeah. So 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 let's not let's not veer off too no, much no, into my I, story. I, so I'm I totally I interested because I I so no, yeah, I mean shot put. Oh, you definitely. Got, did you throw in college? So I was. Yeah, I, I did throw in college. I just did it in high school. I actually did it in high school because I had this goal. I knew. And this is like, I'll be, I'll be straightforward. I knew that if I had a varsity letter that I, that would, that could go on my college application. So that would be helpful. So that was really my, that was really my motivation. The funny thing is like you, to get a letter, to to get, you know, to get a letter, you had to, you know, place a certain number of times in meets and things along those lines. So we actually had a, we, we had a couple meets where, um, so one, it was really funny to hear you talk about running. Cause that's one of the things the coach made us do. Like we all were like keen on the, on the weightlifting. We're like, yeah, this would be great. And he's like, yeah, just so you know, everyone on this team runs. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? Everyone runs. So Ugh. we ran every day. That was awkward. That was awkward and awful. It was a bunch of fat guys running and it was awful. Um, and, and we had to run this like two mile uh, route to the much. city. That was part really of the, awful. that was another but thing with football and me, but it was great. Another it story. Was great. <laughs> oh, look. Like that was, it was, it was, it, that was always like the thing I, I would spend all day knowing it was coming and be like, oh God, I just got to survive through that. <laughs> but we had a couple, so I was primarily like, I was probably better. I was not good at anything. Mm-hmm. I'll say that I was better at shot okay. and discus. I, I, I knew how to do everything. Cause he had us all, he, he trained us all to do everything. So I could do the hammer. I could do mm-hmm. a javelin. It was a lot like have you, I don't know if you've ever seen the old movie Revenge I've, of the Nerds. Absolutely, um, John Goodman. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this is yeah. He's actually he's, mm-hmm. yeah. He's in there. He's in there. Yeah. And there's there's a couple javelin scenes that I, I always equate in my head. I thought that's what it looked like when <laughs> I was throwing javelin, like someone prance, prancing around with this shaking javelin. Th- but we had a meet where, and I needed one more. I need one <laughs> more placing. And the coach comes to me and he goes. You're throwing javelin today. And I'm like, I have never thrown javelin in a meet. What are you talking about? And he's like, there's one other person. No matter what you do, you're going to place. So all you have to do is not screw up and get disqualified. (laughs) 
So I literally was like, oh, God, there's a lot of pressure on me right now. And I actually beat the other kid. Awesome. I don't know how, but I beat the other kid. It, it was really awesome. Um, I will say the other thing about, because um, when you talked about uniforms, I, I flinched a little bit. Because the other thing is, you know, as a thrower, there's throwing shorts yeah. and there's running shorts. Um, he made us all wear oh, running man. shorts. So a lot of pasty white thighs on display at every meet. Like we would literally, all the throwers would sit together on the bus on the way to a meet and be like, how, wh- how, how can we stand up in front of everyone wearing these? Cause running shorts are like right, two yeah, inches they're, long. They're four inches. And inside. the runners are like, oh, sh-. they're like, oh, shut up. We're, we're fine. And I'm like, you weigh 110 yeah. pounds. I'm like, you <laughs> are a bird. We're all walruses exactly pushed into these shorts like so like i have i have some i have some great memories of it and also some memories where i'm like i will i will be scarred for life about shorts because of wearing those silky runner and I've shorts seen that on your instagram like, too about shorts I, I, being a big I, thing for you oh yeah i think it, oh i i think it goes back to that i do think it goes back to that but so we <laughs> share that like i track is so track is always something that fascinates me like it's always fascinating me it's why i'm really I think it was one of the things that drew me to get into watching videos by Matt Vincent, uh, who I had on the podcast because Matt mm-hmm. was a thrower. And I know there's kind of a culture to that and like, you know, food being a part of it and things yeah, along those lines. For sure. But for me, like where this where this all veered off, I think, was we were talking about, you know, getting getting the gym in line. And so, like, for me, I was I never felt I, I don't. I, I feel great going into the gym that I go into now. I've been going to this gym for a couple of years now, this Planet Fitness, and there's some consistent mm-hmm. people, you know, who's, who you, you kind of nod and, and look at each other. And I had a guy come up to me a, a couple of weeks ago who has, he joined the gym probably mm-hmm. about a year ago. And, you know, he's, he's one of the guys uber fit to begin with, probably just needed to find somewhere to do some extra right. workouts. And he's like, wow, I, I've just really noticed. He goes, you've lost a ton of weight. And I was like, well, yeah, I go, but, you know, it's not all I've lost. And we, we spent, you know, 20 minutes talking yeah, to each that's other. Awesome. Like, but the funny thing for me, the funny thing for me now is like, I'm seeing a lot of new guys come into the gym who were me two years ago. And, you know, the 400, you, 500 like, pound guy. Fighting the urge to, to like go up to them and like tell them, you know. Oh, completely. Yeah. Like, you more do the nod and like, hey, good to see you. Like, you just want to give some encouragement because I know that if someone had come up to me, the first time I was in the gym and started this big conversation about weight loss and what they've done and everything, I would be like, I'll so you bring you that up. And I, re- I want to get I, this I, in I, because I neglected to mention this. My first day in the gym, and I want to bring this guy up. His name is Mike Isabella. He's the father of the guy who runs our gym. At 68 years nice. old, Mike Isabella was 290 pounds. At 73, mm. Mike Isabella is about 100 and something. And all oh, wow. he does, I think he's taken, it's uh, September something, I think he's taken 140 cro- CrossFit classes just this year, and he leads our gym in attendance. Oh, wow. And this guy is, comes up to me the first moment I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym two steps, and he right. comes up to me and says, I'm Mike, so-and-so, son runs the gym. Yeah, I know your son. I went to the high school, yada, yada, yada. He goes. And you know how old people are sometimes, and I don't mean to call him old. He's young at heart. But he goes, you didn't gain all that weight in a day. You're not going to lose it in a day. And I'm like, I'm going to remember that. And I said that to him, and I I remember it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, it's something that sticks with me. 
That's so awesome. He he couldn't fight that urge being so a former big let, guy to come up to the biggest the biggest guy he saw and been like, I gotta say this. Oh, it's 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 a it's it's definitely. Try, I get that that's an urge to fight, and I I also get because I've also I I've been the the big guy that has the the older guy say, you know, I I think I even once this was not this this version of my journey, but the last time one one of the first gyms I went to was actually. I needed a pool because, like, physically gotcha. I couldn't do anything. Like, I needed a pool. And I remember one of the old guys, like, because it, so it was a, a community mm-hmm. pool, which means it's a place where senior right. citizens go to hang out because they have nothing else to do during the day. And I was unemployed and working out. And that was, it really, that helped me a lot, mm-hmm. actually. But I, I remember one of the old guys came into the gym one day and he walks in and literally stops because I'm getting changed. So, what do you, as a big guy, getting changed in a locker enough. room? Biggest, biggest, you know, I probably was still like 450, 475 at that point. And he's like, good God, you're a big one. (sighs) You're going to need to keep coming here. I want to, I want to see you get here every day. And I was like, don't worry, I'm coming. And another guy said, oh, he comes a lot. He comes a lot. He goes, I'm going to be watching you. I'm going to be watching you. And at that point, I found it funny because like at this point, all my friends are senior citizens at the, (laughs) at the gym because I was going so much, but. It, it was one of those things where I'm like, they have no, it's like children and, and senior citizens have no filter. Like you, I, you were born with no filter. You're taught to have a filter. And then you realize at some point in your life, fuck it. I, I, I don't have to worry about what happens anymore. If I say something bad to someone, uh, I could be dead tomorrow anyway. So why not? Exactly. Why hold back? And I wish you know, I had hold that. Back? I think, that, I I think that's I fantastic. To, you know, sometimes. <laughs> oh, it'll come. It'll come. You're, you're young. I can say that as someone as old as your uncle. You're young. It'll come. It'll come. But but I let's let's get back to you. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to. I'm sure there's people out there who are like Gourmet. We hear we've heard you tell these stories before. Sorry guys. Let's Sorry, get back to you because so you, oh yeah they're they're they'll be fine. Ah uh, they're, they're survive. They're probably all eating snacks. They're Pork fine. Rinds, hopefully hopefully pork or, rinds, although I know and then I saw people, t- that you oh. have never eaten macadamia nuts and that is something that. I incorporate my diet when I am living the right path on the right path. Macadamia oh, nuts yeah. are the best. I've had I've I've had macadamia it's, nut butter. Right. I'm a nut butter fiend, but actual actual macadamia nuts because I don't know what I think I always associated with like that can the Hawaiian mm-hmm. can of nuts like probably at my grandparents' house, and they were nuts that they liked. So I assume I, I, I go like, with like I've got I've got. So I gotta try them. I gotta. I'm definitely gonna I'll give them a try. I'll send you brand soon. when I send these pictures too. I'll send you Royal Hawaiian is the brand I go nice. with. Organic. It's very good, and they use good salt too. They don't. They don't awesome. use any. Uh, you know any of that BS salt. Awesome, awesome. Well, I will definitely. Don't worry. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll get some stuff. Eventually. <laughs> oh, so man. L- l- uh, people are gonna <laughs> enjoy that. Um, let's get back into your journey because now you took us through your first mm-hmm. year of CrossFit. You know, you've got you. You lost that hundred pounds. Like, what happened? What happened so, after that? We're we're because now we're into like we're headed into twenty eighteen around that right, right? twenty seventeen twenty eighteen. Like, what, what's in going the, on then? We're still we're not up to twenty nineteen. Yeah, yet. I continue go. in the gym. Like the last couple of years, it's kind of been I would say pretty stagnant, like or up and down. I, I yo yo anywhere from two fifty to two ninety. Anytime I get to like like. Two weeks ago, I'll admit I was two ninety, and I saw that I'm like, oh, time to get back, you know, time to get back on the right path. And it's not necessarily mm. the most healthy thing to do, which is why I admire what you do. And I, I had so many questions, but 
it's definitely not the most healthy thing to do, but it's just something I, I know better, but I also don't at the same mm-hmm. time. So I try, I, I go up and down with the food and I wasn't a hundred percent at the gym this summer. I was going through some stuff and I just didn't have the time or I just didn't have, I, I wasn't in the emotional, right? Emotional space, let's say. And I just didn't want to go. But again, the community being what it is, you get messages on Instagram or text messages. Where you been? Where you been? You know, I'm friends with people in the gym and we hang out outside of the gym a lot. Why haven't you been at the gym? Why haven't you been at the gym? So it's just the community helps. It really does. That community aspect that people talk about is what makes those kind of group gyms. I don't want to just put it all on CrossFit. I'll just say those group gyms, fantastic. You know, and that mm. I'm a I'm an outgoing person by nature. So I definitely go into that gym and I put myself out there and uh we have a Christmas party every year at the gym and the owner kind of does uh like a Dundies like they did on the office. He gives out little trophies and little awards. Okay, okay. So the first year yep. I was in the gym, I got a trophy for I don't know if you've ever seen an assault bike. It's like an old Aerodyne bike where your arms and legs move oh, at yeah. the same time. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For 30 seconds, being the size that I was and the strength that I had, I can, I can beat most anybody in the gym calorie-wise in 30 seconds on that bike. But after that 30 seconds, mm. get out of the way because you might be in the splash zone, <laughs> whether it be from my sweat oh, or wow. my puke. And I'm sorry to gross out anybody who hears oh, that. Oh, goodness. So I won the oh, uh, most likely to assault the assault bike the first year. <laughs> and then the second year, because of what happened in the gym, we were talking about going up to people. I made it a point my like second year in the gym to introduce myself to everybody while they were going through foundations mm-hmm. with my friend Kevin, who is the guy who does the foundations coaching. And, you know, hi, I'm Nick. You have any questions when you're in class? Come up to me, no big deal. So with that, at the end of the year, I won the uh, Mayor of the CrossFit Box Award. So that's awesome. They do some fun stuff there, and again, that's part of what makes it the community kind of feel. And well, kind of getting off track again, but with that, like we were talking about, no, it's okay, man. It keeps you going to the gym, even though, like I said. There's been days, weeks, you know, a month where you fall off for a little while and your diet falls off. And that's happened to me. And I'm sure a lot of listeners and a lot of people you've had on your show, you know, it happens. Like you fall into this, you fall back into your old weight mm. at some point. I feel like it happens with a lot of people. And it's, it's rough, man. So, you know, this week, even this week, Monday through Friday, I was, for me, I, we call it tight. I call it tight, like being, being tight, no carbs, eating the right way. You know, you guys would call it common sense. I just call it, I'm eating tight. I'm being tight. Saturday came. I'm working at my job. Currently, I deliver pizza. That's a real tough thing, man, delivering pizza. Mm, I, I cannot even imagine. I, when you, you told me that right before we started recording, and my head immediately was like, oh, yeah. my God. So. You got to do what you got to do sometimes for some money, which I don't, I don't mind. I love the job, but 
it's hard to avoid it sometimes. It's mm-hmm. right in your face. Completely. Right in your face. But it's my job to be cognizant of that. Say yes sometimes when I when I want to. Say no when I shouldn't. And I have to make sure I'm still keeping up with the gym. Because I can't necessarily eat the way I did at 390. I mean, I still can. Sometimes when I, you know, again, when I'm not caring, I can still eat the way I did at 390, 400 pounds. But, and I fall into mm-hmm. that, you know, recently I've fallen into that once a week. When I was being good, I would fall into it maybe once a month or once every three months, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So it's always a constant battle in that relationship with food. You know, when you're going through, when you're going through tough times or when you're not feeling great or whatever it may be, it's tough not to go back to that. And I'm sure a lot of people go through that. Oh, I, I'm sure there's people listening right now who are hearing this and saying, this is, this is what they go through. Like, I, I think sometimes we portray these journeys as, as straight arrow lines that don't have right. the squiggles. And the, the reality is like, there's, there can be a lot of that pendulum swinging going on. Like whether it's dramatic or not dramatic, or if it's out of control or not out of control, it's reality. Like reality is like, like, and I, I, I was discussing this with someone the other day, like as, as much as, you know, there are still probably some people who say addiction to food or addictive behavior around food doesn't exist. Like, if you have issues, let's just call it issues. If you have issues with food, you can't say, I'm going to take food you out of my life. You need it to live. It's not, po- you can- right. you'll die. So you have, to inter- you have to interact with this thing that you have, whether it's control issues or addictive issues, or even just you're every so often an emotional eater or you comfort yourself with food. Like, we, we can't escape right. it. Absolutely. So it's, I think it's reality, it's reality that that struggle and that struggle never ends. And I was always someone that thought that the struggle that you could hit your goal weight and magic happens. And there's never a magic moment. You know, there's never, there's aha, there's plenty of aha moments along the way where you realize things are triggering you and you try to strategize and all of that Mm -hmm. wonderful talk. But in reality, the magic, the, the truth is I, for me, you know, as close as I am to quote unquote goal weight. I don't hit goal weight and then all of a sudden get to change, you know, to stop what I'm doing and to, to run off the rails because I know what right. that'll do to me. Like, I, I think people need to realize that once you realize you're in this struggle, you're going to exactly. be in it forever. And I love what you said about, like, you, you and get you, this feeling when you hit that goal weight, like, oh, I can live however I want now. Yay. And it's just like, there, you come, mm. like, right now, it's the realization of, can't, sorry, can't. You know, just the way it is. So it's a constant battle, man. It really is. For sure. So, so does that, like, where, so where are you at now? Where, where's your head at now? What's um, going on for you? Right now, my head is at get to the gym as much as possible and be around positive people in a positive environment as much as humanly possible. And, mm. you know, while I'm doing the job that I'm doing, Avoid avoid pizza as much as possible, which is obviously hard, especially being an Italian. It's just, it's mm. it's maintain, you know, maintain, continue to go to the gym, maintain that, you know, try to maintain whether it's six days a week, seven days a week, you know, a proper diet or keeping it tight, as I like to say, you know, try my best yep. to keep it tight. But if I'm not going to keep it tight, I have to be in the gym. 
There ha- there can't be it can't be both. You know, it can't be it can be both, excuse me, but it can't be both the negative way. So mm. my maintain um there's that team challenge that I talked about earlier that helped me lose the 50 pounds. Same thing happened again. I yep. you know in last year I lost a bunch of weight. I got to 249. So I got under 250, another magical number. And Oh yeah. I haven't seen it since, but there is another team challenge coming up in October at my gym, which I will probably sign up for. And what'll happen, you know, I'll stay committed because there's a financial goal, there's this, there's that. You know, you don't want to let a team down, whatever it may be. And then it ends right at the holidays. So I'm going to try to make my goal this year to keep it tight through the holidays if I can. But holidays are big with my family. Again, the relationship with food and holidays and, you know, let's eat. You know, that's that's something that we all struggle with. I know that whether whether you're someone who whether you consider yourself a fat guy or a fat girl or not, even, you know, regular people, I hate to say regular people, but even non-obese people. (laughs) I get it. You know, normies. Oh, yeah. Even normies, you know, deal with mm-hmm. that the holiday thing. So, uh, uh, so two things. First, I, I think you should say right here, right now, that you are doing. The oh yeah, challenge. sure. I'm. I'm. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because you wavered in oh, that description did, a little bit. No. So I wanted to. I wanted to. Hi- I want. I want to highlight that. So right. You're doing it. Two. What? Wh- so it's not the holidays yet. We're in September. And I'm already thinking about it. Think about that. You know, you've got three months. I know. It's it's good that you're thinking about it, I think, because what do you what do you think are the keys for you to be able to survive the holidays intact? Like what what needs to happen for you? Like what what's going through your head? Because I think this is what's there's some meat here for people who run into these same things. Like what what do you think? Because I know for me what works, but I, I know I can't say what I do works for everyone. Like what? What do you think you need to do? Like, what, what, what's running through your head in As terms you of thinking about this that? question, like, I'm like, it's almost like, how do you unprogram DNA? Like, it's almost ingrained in you that at the mm-hmm. holidays, like, you know, hey, let's have, you know, let's enjoy it. It's, it's, um, I don't know if you've ever done a deep dive on my Instagram, but I have a tattoo on my chest of four Christmas stockings that I, that I get a lot of flack for from some mm-hmm. of my friends, but they were knitted by my great grandmother. They're real stockings. And mm. the holidays are the most important thing in my house, especially Christmas, because all of the surplus money doesn't go towards like summer vacations and anything like that. Everything is saved mm-hmm. for the holidays. So Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's the end all be all in my house. And it always has been. That is, you know, food, presents, whatever it may be. You know, hanging out with each other, spending time with each other a lot during those two months, just as much as possible to kind of catch up on what you may have missed during the year with other family members, whatever it may be. Right. But when it's family, there's food. So it's like I'm thinking of like, you know, how can I avoid this? And it's really tough. And, you know, I have to it would be I would have to meal prep ahead of time and I would have to have the willpower, mm-hmm. which is really what it comes down to. And that right. Know, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially in that environment. It would feel like, you know, you're almost deprogramming yourself from what you've been taught and what's mm. ingrained in you. 
Is it okay if I throw some stuff oh, out there about man. this? Love to hear your thoughts. Some thought, because here's a, here's something here's something that because for me it's it's similar. Like there are so many foods. Like the, my grandfather who passed away. Uh, both of my grandfathers have passed, but one of them, the the one that passed first, he used to make this bread stuffing at Thanksgiving that is now a tradition. Like basically all the grandchildren on Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving, because you have to make mm-hmm. it the night before. It's called okay. chop chop. It's because you you basically take crappy white bread and you're chopping it with with ground pork, like literally mm-hmm. chopping it um, till it's a mush with ground pork and broth and I like so, where a couple this is other going. things. And we all put we all we all post pictures on Facebook of it. Other people have it and they're like, "This is not stuffing. This is not what I know is stuffing." And we're like, "This is amazing. <laughs> Shut up. This is what it is." Um, so there's there's sense memories we have with all these things. Like we tie in traditions, we tie in feelings. Absolutely. Like. I think so. It's one of the things you have to get you have to get okay with is being uncomfortable and and figuring out focusing on because like you said some great things though about what you do at the holidays is reconnecting with those people that you you're not as connected with during the year and making a commitment to yourself to try to make that connection not necessarily with the same foods but are there is there ways to think about incorporating foods that mimic some of those things because I know for mm-hmm. me last year I actually. I, at, at Christmas for the first time, used a recipe my coach came up with for what he calls a carnivore okay. bread. Um, it's it's literally pork, ground pork, and okay. eggs kind of whipped together till they become like this fluffy mass that you you break, mm-hmm. you, you bake, and it gets the consistency yeah, of bread. And it's weird. It's weird as heck. It's kind of the oddest. The Keto Road, if anyone's looking for it on Instagram right now, he's got it on his page, and it's and right. you can Google it. If you Google carnivore bread, the mm-hmm. recipe will come up. So it, it is very weird. You can toast it. It's it's weird, but it is just meat and eggs. And I have, I have some people who are like, you made a meatloaf with extra egg. And I'm like, Fine. I did. But I then took all of the other components of that bread, mm-hmm. bread stuffing and the flavorings and the seasonings and the onion and celery yeah, and all of those things. Use. And I incorporated, I, I incorporated awesome. it all together and made this version of it for myself. And it wasn't the exact same thing, but it hit so many of the similar notes that I almost cried. That's all. That's. And I think it was because, and it was because I like I knew like I was two months into coaching mm-hmm. at that point, so I'm sure there are people that even work with coaches and say, just so you know, Christmas week is coming. We'll talk after right. this week. You know, we'll we'll talk after Thanksgiving. Like I was like, no, I have. If I lose focus now, I'm screwed. So I went in with this commitment to kind of stay focused, stay clean incorporate things like even finding keto desserts and things along those lines. Like I think the first, my first Thanksgiving keto, I brought a, I brought a keto pumpkin pie mm-hmm. um, to, to my family dinner and like a couple other things like that. Like I think there's tools to help with the, with the, the food side of mm-hmm. things, but like you're saying, and this is the hard part. You just got to do True. it. And, and it's, and it's, com- and it's committing to just doing it. And it's also being okay. Cause I also know I have a lot of friends like in the keto sphere you know, and in the fitness sphere that say, I'm going to choose not to do it, you know, for two days. I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. And, and, and like you're saying, like, it's, it's gotta be about making a decision on what your approach is going to be and being okay with whatever happens right. so that it doesn't become something that so sets you off because you know, you know, a two month binge is a lot more detrimental than a three-day binge sure. or a two-day binge even or, or giving yourself permission to enjoy Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Right. Like that's completely different than giving ourselves permission to enjoy 
the holiday exactly. season. Exactly. I know what you mean. Like it, it, it it's it, and I think like that's and I know that's hard for people. And I'm not even saying that I'm not even really talking, I think, to you directly at this point. Like just to anyone right. out there who's saying they're they're already afraid of the holidays. Like, don't one, there's two things. Like, so one, it's okay to go in prepared and be nervous. The other thing, and I, I have actually have a, I have a pinned rant on my Instagram page that's called the holiday one of my holiday highlights okay. because I I was getting frustrated at people saying the holidays are here and I have to I have to eat off plan because my family will get upset if I don't and that's something or I'm going to be guilted into doing this of, by people yeah, I find that that, that you oh, hit on a note and, there so my gym that's something my and, gym owner talks about with a lot of the members like you know. Don't let your, you know, try not to let your family make you feel guilty about being healthy. I know my family would. My family wouldn't, you know, for lack of a better term. Right. My family wouldn't give me slack or give me shit over not wanting to necessarily, I don't want to say not participate, but not eat what what's on the table because I'm doing it for myself and my health. They would understand that. But mm. a lot of people, especially, you know, a lot of families might not get that. And that's very common. And another thing you hit on that I wanted to talk about was the fact that excuse me um oh man i'm losing my i'm losing my mind here you hit on a note that i wanted to add to that i really uh something obviously about the holidays but you can forgive me for this uh oh it's okay it's okay work work through it man it's okay so yeah you could pick me up here man that'd be awesome hopefully you can hopefully you can edit this in post yeah uh, we'll figure it out. Don't don't worry. It doesn't have to be editing. People want to know that this is real. But <laughs> if it if it comes back to you, like interrupt me, and we'll, we'll come cool. back to it. But I so so I I just think I want to encourage you to think about you know the reason I said you know it's September and the holidays are in December. Mm-hmm. You've got some time to plan. Yeah. You've got some time to so you've got time to not only plan, but you've got time to reach out to people at the gym and in your family and say. I, I have some goals I want to keep going through the holidays. Right. Yeah. This is what I need. This is what I need from you to help me do this. And, you know, I, I, I need, I need you to help right. me. And the one point and I want to I, do... I think that's a hard thing for mm-hmm. people. I, I remembered and no, I apologize ahead, for remembering. And there I'm sure go. you have a lot of listeners and I'm sure you were like this at one point. doesn't sound like you would be in this category right now, but I am a, well, actually maybe I'm a super all or nothing person. Mm. And I'm sure you have a lot of listen- oh, yeah. listeners who are like that. So whether it be for a day, I'm an all or nothing person. Like if I'm being, if I had a good meal to start the day or I waited till 12 and had a good meal, I'm not going to break the rest of the day because I started right. But if I, if I start bad, mm. I'm going to end bad. And it's just totally all or nothing. And that goes with a lot of things, man. Just, and I'm like, like I said, sure. You have a lot of people who are listening to this, who, who are the same way when it comes to food and whether it be, you know, they call it yo-yo dieting. Oh yeah. So, but I, I really appreciate, you know, the game plan and it's almost like you'll like this. You are the Bill Belichick of weight loss. Uh, <laughs> the way you, you know, you have there's... goals and strategies and plans and you know, oh, the, there's there's gonna be people out there that don't like that, and I'm okay with it. I, I'm I I've given up on football as a Giant fan, but you know I'll give uh, it to you. You are the Bill Belichick of weight loss, man. Well, I I appreciate I appreciate that. I I won't I won't fanboy about Bill too much, but I think it's like you said, like it's there's strategy there, and I I think you've got some clear 
especially if you've got gold like where because and that's where because we're we we've seen because because that's what i i think for i'm I'm see now i need post-production on on me stammering for a second but I, i think you're you're in this place that a lot of people get to where you you have come so far in your your mentality and attitude you've built you know you've built the working out into your life you've lost a ton of weight and you know you want to go like so do you want to go further like i guess that's really my question like do you think like do you have a goal weight in mind do you have bigger goals when it comes to that or is it something where like you like you said you're okay where you're at now you just don't want to get you know you'd rather stay in the 250 than the 290 so i would definitely rather stay in the 250 than the 290 and i de- i have goals it's just you know Carbs and sugar get in the way of that, man. The 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 enjoyment of that, whether like I said, even if it's once a week, a meal for me, even in my mind, can ruin one meal can ruin a week's worth of keeping it tight for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to avoid that is the hardest part. Trying to avoid just the one, the first one. I can like like I said, I, recently I can eat bad for a day, and then the next day, a couple days, be fine, and then eat bad. You know, and it's not good, but that's still a step in the right direction. You know, it, it right direction from where I was, you know, four months ago, where I really wasn't doing either the gym or eating right. So it's a, it's a it's a building process, man. And sometimes sometimes the wall crumbles a little bit, and you got to put it back up. And and I think the important thing, and I won't I won't hammer this over your head, mm-hmm. is that those are all things that it is possible to fight, mm-hmm. you know, and it might be, and, and, and this is something else to throw out there. Like it might be because I know I've had to make changes along the way on my journey many times. Like sometimes it means we have to look for different tools to help, you know, and I'm not saying it means go in X, Y, and Z direction or something else along those lines. I would never tell someone, you know, I think you should do X, Y, and Z. Like I, I think just sometimes it's okay to realize that what you've done has gotten you so far. And I think sometimes we, we get so far using something that we reach a point where the, it's not, when the tool isn't as effective anymore, we're still tied psychologically to that tools, you yeah. know, that specific tool. And maybe there needs to be some variation. So just something to think about, like really, you know, you, you've got goals that you, you want to get to, you know, is there, is it time to do some, is it time to get, you know, get Belichick on your shoulder <laughs> and, and, and think about, think about some new strategies. Think about a new draft, you know, well, I'm hoping think, that think about picking, pick, mm-hmm. pick up someone, whether they seem controversial or not, you know, pick up a new tool how, as no matter how controversial it is or not, you know, cause you know, you're going to apply it properly. Well, you've already Belichick me into the team I, challenge I, because I apparently wavered when I spoke about it. So I'm definitely thinking that's probably the right, right path for right now is to have a motivation. At well, least that's to, what I'm saying. Cause mm-hmm. What you what you're getting what you're re- going to realize is there are literally dozens of people that listen to this show. I mean, sometimes <laughs> almost ten. It's like the um, Mick Foley thing: the dozens so and dozens. Yeah, the, yeah. There are dozens and dozens of people listening to you right now. But I, I think, like, it's it's it's. I'm going to throw it out to the people that are listening to this episode. Like, when when Nick gives his contact information, you write that down and reach out to him and ask him what he's going to do. You know. Don't don't let it don't let it go away. Like it's I I don't want people to pester you, but I I do kind of want people to pester you. I appreciate like, that. I, I think and I have like that some, within my own gym as well. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, I'm 
And I was going to say, like, I'm sure you do. And I, I think like there and that's why I think like that can be a that can be a great tool to say to those people, you know, we're going to end this challenge around the holidays and I don't want to fall apart and I'm not sure how I'm going to approach it yet. But I might need you to keep checking in on me as I go through the next like four weeks after this challenge so that I'm tighter than I am looser. Right. And I you appreciate know, like, I, I, I think about I appreciate the vernacular acceptance. Think about the yeah, like think about the fact that you've got you've got these great resources there. Like I just think like there's there's some even that could be used even more to your benefit, you know, than than you might you might be already. And I hope you will. And even if you and if you don't, because mm-hmm. I know like I've got some friends, like I have a great discussion. Like even one of the guys that I had on the podcast recently, um, we talked about like he's able to go on vacation, you know, and go off keto completely when he's on vacation Mm -hmm. and enjoy it and know what's going to happen. You know, he was a big, big guy. So he knows that when you, especially when you were over 400 pounds, when you eat a little off your plan, especially you go off something low carb, that water gets sucked back into you like a sponge. Yeah, He knows it's going to happen. He accepts that it's going to happen and he's ready to deal with it. Like, I think no matter what you choose to do, like this is how I'll phrase this. This is how I'll I'll sum this up, and so I'll stop. I'll stop lecturing. Oh no, I, I know don't there's think you people like listening right now that are like, stop lecturing. Um, I'm at your altar, man. I'm at your altar. I'm think here. Think about what whatever 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 you do, make it a choice. Make sure that it's a choice, and it's a choice that you feel at the end of the day that you're okay with when you go to bed. I like that. And if you're okay with it when you go to bed, no matter what it is, even if it is, you know what. I'm going to freaking suck down candy canes until they're coming out my ass. Like, <laughs> it's a quite a visual. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, there's a visual for you right there, people. But, you know, or I'm going, I'm going to go heavy into, I'm going to have more, I'm going to suck more pasta down than Lady in the Tramp. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay as long as you're able to say to yourself, I know I'm making that choice today. And, and make, that, make that deal with yourself that everything, I, so you don't ever at any point say, I screwed it up. I screwed this up because as long as it's a choice, it's not a screw up. It's not a cheat. It's not a deviation. It's a choice you made for that day. It's a choice you made for that two days. Like whatever it is, make the choice and be okay with it and have a plan for what comes after. I think is important. Like not do I then start to go back to the gym again? Do I start to do X, Y, and Z? Like, no. Okay. I'm making a choice that for X number of days, this is what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to make these 14 keto things that I found or whatever you decide to do. And then have a plan for what happens after you make those choices. No doubt. And and that's, that's what I'll say. I appreciate that. I appreciate the advice, man. And so I really do. And like I said, you're not just, I know you're an inspiration to dozens and dozens, at least, you know, you're definitely an inspiration to me. Six or seven people. <laughs> and definitely an inspiration to me. And, you know, it's part of the reason why I asked to be on this podcast, man. I just wanted to talk about it and share it with you and hear a little bit of your story too, man. So I really enjoyed this. I don't know if you were looking to wrap this up, but. No, I think I think we've we've spent a good amount of time talking, man. And I, I have appreciated hearing the journey that you've been through. And what I like knowing is that there's more to come. Absolutely. You know, this isn't your, your, none none of this is, none of this ends. I think that's the thing for people to take away. Like, you know, you can wake up and and have that moment where things change and you know that those changes are still going to keep coming. And so 
I I want to thank you, Nick. I really appreciate your time and, and your openness talking talking with us tonight. You know, letting everyone hear your story. And if there's anyone out there who wants to talk to you, like if there's that person out there who's nervous about, you know, especially there's that 400 pound dude who's out there who's like, I keep hearing all this great stuff about CrossFit, but I'm just not sure. How can people reach out to you? What's the best way to get so, you? So to get me is uh, best way through probably is Instagram, and that's at NCRM2517. Sorry to make that co- so confusing, but it's Instagram is at NCRM2517. And, uh, you know, I mostly stay on Instagram, but if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm also on Facebook. I don't respond to, I don't respond to Facebook messages as quickly. If anybody reached out, but I'm, it's just Nick Corvino on Facebook and it's probably me. I think it, my profile picture is me with a barbell or something. Nice, so. nice, man. Is there any, is there anything else you want to say to the, to the people that are out there listening right now? Anything you feel like you didn't get to talk about or any, any last words? Just, you know, keep plugging away guys. And if you're interested in CrossFit, that's one thing I wanted to say. If you're, if you're one of those 400 pound people, five, you know, 300 pound people, you know, even if you're 260 and you consider that yourself overweight, look to CrossFit gyms, look to make sure that they're doing it the proper way. If you have questions about that, you could definitely reach out to me. If you have questions about that, you can also follow Isabella Fitness on Instagram. And that's Isabella underscore fitness underscore. That's the gym I go to. And I highly recommend looking at what's on there. And um, there's also I mean, you could follow enough with Gourmet's page on nutrition and Ryan Plowry, who I'm sure most of your listeners probably listen, uh, follow anyway. So just I would say follow my gym and follow me and take a look at on Instagram. Don't, you know, not necessarily in the uh, metaphorical way. Uh, yeah, don't don't head down to Jersey and start following no. you around. That's good. That's great. Yeah. That's that's going to get crazy. It would be cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're, I, I'm for it. Um so Isabel Fitness and then me is uh, at NCRM for me. And if, again, if you have any questions or if awesome. you're timid about CrossFit, please, please, please reach out because CrossFit is not all people who can do these amazing athletic things that you see on TV. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again. And thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. We went all over the place tonight. But I think we hit on some really important, important issues that a lot of you are dealing with. And if you want to talk to me about them, you can reach me on the Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Twitter at Gourmet goes keto. No dashes or punctuation in there. Or you can email the show at the fat guy forum with a the at the beginning. Right, Nick? There's oh, yeah. The. I messed up that up in the email the first time with a little bio. So the. The fat guy form. I don't want to say the. I feel like it's the the Ohio State kind of thing. There we go. The. The, There we go. Okay. Okay. The fat guy forum at gmail.com. Remember, y'all, I want you to go out there and do something to amaze yourself today. And you're amazing people. I I hear it all the time that, you know, these amazing things that you're all doing. And I, I just love seeing it. So keep sharing those things with me. Keep tagging me in your posts. I can't wait to see see what's coming next for all of you and what's coming next for, for Nick and myself. Uh, this has been another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. We'll see you again real soon. <laughs>